We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Holy cow, it is the gift that keeps on giving. Can Britney Spears, can she just have something that doesn't go dramatic? I mean, I, I feel bad for her. It was like, uh, try to get married and then say what now? Ex-husband Jason Alexander? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, um, he tries to crash the wedding, okay? And he is, uh, he's like live streaming it, and he's trying to act like he was invited, and he's like, where's Brittany at? And um, people, people were like, what now? So he ended up being tackled. Here's a little bit of the of the footage of well, we'll get to it in a second. But Brittany's brother Brian was supposed to be there. Not surprisingly, their mom, dad, and sister Jamie Lynn were not invited. Uh, her sons weren't even there, which I found very curious. An attorney for their father, Kevin Federline, said that all three of them wish her the best. Why is your attorney releasing a statement? That's weird. Yeah, that's awkward. So that's... here is Jason Alexander crashing the wedding. Hey, where's Brittany at? Hey, tell me the truth. Where's Brittany at? Brittany, Brittany. No. Brittany gotta have a gun. No. Hey, Brittany. Get out, bro. No, get out. Get away. Don't put your hands on get me. Get away. I'm Jason Alexander, Brittany. first husband. Oh, I'm here to crash the wedding, bro. <laughs> No, my name's Jason Alexander. Uh, Brittany invited me here. Brittany Spears invited me here. She's my first wife, my only wife. I'm her first husband. I'm here to crash the wedding because nobody's here but Sam. Come here, Kane. Oh, my God. So was Jason Alexander, when he says that line there, no one's here but Sam, is he trying to float a conspiracy theory of like look this is a sham she's still I they're don't know. saying it's a wedding and it's not a wedding and only sam's here nobody else is here which pr- pictures later that day would prove i guess was not the case that there were in fact people there there were indeed but i mean this guy they want to press charges and everything because he made it all the way into the wedding tent he got through security and they kept trying to make him leave as you can hear and he was arrested but Oh, I just, I, this is insane. <laughs> it's so insane. And this yeah. guy is just, sounds like a, you know, a redneck. Just, hey, where Brittany at? Yeehaw! <laughs> I would have heard that man. Felt like it could have been like one of your old, 
appearances That's at your right. last station. Hey, you we're know? not at. And don't forget, we're live here broadcasting <laughs> all day. Now, what's crazy is, is is the the security team are they getting fired today? I I think they should. I mean, they seemed a little not real authoritative. Now, there it's easy to have a mix up on a wedding day when you have vendors coming and going, people you true. generally don't see on a property. But like how did he get how did he get in? I don't know. I haven't been invited to Britney Spears' house. I don't know what the exterior is like. What does one have to do to uh, penetrate the the gates the gates i don't know but this is clearly like some kind of money grab for him you know Whoa. like if he had some inside in you know footage or if he was trying to go viral oh, just sure. to bring attention to himself or maybe he thought someone was going to pay him what if this was about love donna <laughs> do you think he was there to be like <laughs> You know, I object to this wedding. I still love you. Well, he did say, I'm, he was like, remember, he was like, my only wife, you know, yeah, there was my a first desperation wife. in that conversation. My only wife. Yeah, he oh, said my, my first and only. Yeah. That was like a declaration of love. I guess he had been at like some free Britney rally a couple years ago. You oh. know, so he, he had, he had been, you know, a supporter of her getting out of the conservatorship and stuff like that. As for the wedding, by the way. Uh, after Jason Alexander, her ex-husband, was escorted, I suppose, from the premises, uh, it only lasted 10 minutes, the wedding. That's my kind of wedding. Yes. None of these hour-long masses. <laughs> yeah, they, they can get lengthy. Oh, I was at a gosh. mass wedding once, and it was like, shoot, I think it was like an hour and 40 minutes. I was like, shoot, man, this Whoa. is, we're here. We are, we're in a service right now. You're like being held hostage, <laughs> basically, by love. Madonna, <laughs> Selena, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore, Donatella Versace, Will I Am. Wow! Uh, they were at the party. Gwyneth um, Pal- uh, Paltrow. Did you say that? I didn't say Gwen. Kate Hudson. Paris Hilton. Wow! 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 You're not a bad dog. Wow! What are you talking about? I like this, you guys. This is new. <laughs> oh, oh that's I right. I am drunk. Oh, you don't know us. about this. Oh. Oh, it took up the better part of three months of our show. (laughs) Not more than a segment or two went by without somebody trying their best at an Owen Wilson. Anytime someone says wow, it turns into wow. What are you talking about? You're not a bad dog. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. That is like the best story ever, this this crashing. Appreciate it. I'm glad nobody got hurt or anything, though. Right, right. And everything else went off. Congratulations to Brittany Oscari. Hmm. Aww. I don't know. Is she being traditional? Is she taking his last name? Great question, Steve. We'll, uh, if I'll we, get if back we hear you. anything else regarding Jason Alexander today, if uh, we'll we'll be sure to let you know that. But yeah, what a uh, just just yesterday as we read the headline, like, "Hey, Britney's getting married today." Surprise, Britney's getting married. And I just thought, you know, that's, all right, okay, that's the story. That's, that's the it. beginning that's and the, the end story. of the story. <laughs> and then, sure enough, something goes wacko. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see here. It is a Friday edition, which means several things. First of all, coming up in hour three, we will be doing the Friday slow jam. I believe did DJ Rock Lobster equip you with a slow jam? Yes, he, he did. did. Oh, okay, fun for that for sure. So we've got that. We've got the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, a game that you can play with us that comes up every day at ten thirty on the show. Oh, and then Jennifer Lopez coming up at nine thirty. She talking about uh, her not being too happy to share the stage with Shakira at the Super Bowl. 
new documentary. We'll give you a little insight on that. When we come back, we'll wake your brain up with some things that make you go hump. The two least viewed Wikipedia pages have to do with the same thing. Any guesses? I will wake your brain up when we return. This is Donna and Steve on my talk. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Welcome to hour one of our uh, 36-hour radio marathon that we're doing. I played your open, but it's not going. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah, here, try again. No worries. I'm just not used to having a host that knows how to push a button around. Oh, thanks. Love you, LoJ, but, you know, I'm so not... This is something so new to me where you guys So you push all the buttons over there. Yes, so I'm not used to having her pot up, so I love this. This is a new concept to me. Sorry, Grant. And then I, when I fill in, uh, when Donna is out and they allow me to be in the driver's seat and have access to them, invariably, the producer knows better and they're like, do you want me to just push the buttons? And I have matured over time because first few times Donna was out, I was like, cats away, mice will play. Let's have some fun. Let's push buttons. We need to really vaudeville this thing up a little bit. And then I realized, you know, that might be counterproductive to what we're trying to get done here. And so I have let go of the reins mm-hmm. instead of just constantly hitting bell sounds and yeah, slide whistles. Farts. Yeah, the just whole thing. Anyway. It is fun. Though. I do miss running the board a little bit. Really? You know, a, a little bit. So okay. this gives me a little bit of... Power. Tell people what yeah. running the board means for those who don't know, Donna. Pushing all the buttons, making all the next things happen. You know, hitting the the commercials, hitting, hitting the next play. music, hitting, hitting play, play and and, and pause. That's it. <laughs> play, pause, and, and make fade. sure your mics are on. That's about it. That's about well, it. Running <laughs> the least, board sounds so intense. Well, That's like a NASA sound. I in, like that. in music radio, it's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to crossfade everything. Make sure it's it's a lot yeah, easier. Segways, when we're just, and you yes. got Yeah, it's just. But since things have become computerized. Life is so different in radio. Like, uh-huh. there was never a minute to spare, let's just say, 20-something years ago. Yeah. There was not a minute to spare because you were pulling music, meaning cart. each song was on an individual cart. Yeah. Wow. And then you'd have to, and each jingle, like... You would line them up in order. My Talk 107, and you'd have to put them in order. Yeah. Oh. And then you'd have your... Your garbage pile that had to be replaced back in the rack, and then yeah, it's just a whole thing. And you're you're taking readings of um, um, meter readings, mm-hmm. technical stuff. You actually needed a license. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I don't know where mine is. Some engineer has it somewhere. Is it a lifetime license, or do you have to? Is it like being yeah. a, a licensed medical practitioner? It you is have a to lifetime. Re-up? Yep. Yep. Hmm. The biggest thing NFCC I, license. I always thought was interesting from the era you're talking about was how you guys would edit out things. You had to literally cut. Yeah, like with a razor. With a razor. Yes. That is crazy. So you would take and a st- grease pencil and you would mark the start of where you wanted to cut something. Okay. And then you would just wiggle the, the two reel-to-reels and then you would go to the end mark and you would use a grease pencil to mark the tape. And then you go back and you cut it with a razor and then you put a little piece of tape over it. And, and you, then that's tape was literally like yeah. scotch tape. No, it's a special. It's it's real to real tape. Yeah, but still. But it was an adhesive yes. that actually edited it together. Whereas now we drag a file, you know, you just cut it and everything yeah. with your mouse with a touch screen. That is wild. And right? it was crazy. I mean, you're sweating when you're on the air because <laughs> nothing went live. 
And if you got right. a winner, you needed to air back the winner. Oh. Mm-hmm. You needed to edit that call and air it back before the song that you're playing yep. ends. Oh, yeah. I used to do that on ra- on music radio here, but I had Vox Pro, which is a digital version yeah, of what too. you had, yeah. and it was still stressful yeah. with the digital <laughs> version, having two minutes to edit out a conversation yep. and get it on air. But I can't imagine cutting and pasting yeah. and stapling. <laughs> you know, like, Where's my razor? I need to edit this phone call yeah. down. It, there's usually a little spot for, that holds the razor on the... I'll show you sometime, Steve. It's fun. All right. It's real fun. Anyway, Do you have any of these old things at your house? I think I have some reel-to-reel tapes. Uh, but in the dungeon, in I'd the basement, to, below the basement? But it's hard to find a reel-to-reel machine. Yeah. There's one here. But I don't know if it works. I That's, don't know if it's connected to anything. Yeah, it's so. just kind of like a museum piece. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's fun. Super fun. It's like Thanks much of our office has been a museum piece for a while. But hey, oh. we're getting an update. Yes. Yes, we are. You know, it's going to look dope. Our office area is going to look really great because when they have redone different offices. So for those who don't know, and I'll tell you about the Wikipedia search here in a moment, we we have a very big building and it was built a very long time ago and slowly but surely they are updating different office spaces. Yeah. The newsroom got a big one. Uh, legal got a big one. Our digital department got a big one. But then there are other hallways where it's straight out of Mad Men. It's, it feels like you've gone into a time warp. Yeah. And then you come into my talk. My talk has more of a, what'd you call it, like a late 80s, early 90s vibe to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, but I'm telling you, it's going to look great. Like the color scheme is going to totally change and it's going to look really good. So they're getting rid of today is like the last day and then they're going to remove cubicles and fake wall divides and it's all. Yeah, I have to go upstairs and I'm scared. I literally have anxiety over it. I texted or I emailed the person that I have to go up to her office and I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to find you. I'm going to be like wandering around. (laughs) It's like a maze up there. Yeah. And then the super long haul, you never know. Are you turning into the correct office or are you now mired in a very awkward conversation with a person you should know but don't know their name right, because we don't cross paths yeah. you know what we should do sometimes so our listeners know what we're so they can see what we're talking about we should just do a little walk through yeah because <laughs> it is wild I, they yeah. need to see the shining hallway right that's the shining it hallway. i'm always waiting for the twins on the tricycles oh. to be at the end of the hall i used to do overnights here you guys and i'd go down that hall and i'm like nope i'm just gonna turn around i'm not going down that way uh, I saw the mm-hmm. twins a couple couple weeks ago. I started at one end of the Shining Hallway, and at the other end, Joe Souchere and Patrick Royce. And I was like, oh, no, this is where I die. These guys are going to jump me at the end of this hall. I can't turn around like a total wiener. They know I've seen them. Yeah. So I just walked by and didn't say anything, and they carried their conversation on. It yeah. was frightening. Joe is frightening. The two least viewed Wikipedia. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Media articles last year were both on the same topic. The two least viewed? Mm-hmm. They both had only three page views in 2021. Trees. <laughs> I like what you did there. Donna. Hoses. <laughs> Donna. Garden hoses. The two least viewed Wikipedia articles were both on moths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The moth so can't get any love, man. Oh can't my get gosh. any love at all. That's great. Thank you, uh, Steve. Oh, that is good. How about this? The biggest sports venue in the world. Do you happen to know what that is? The biggest sports the, venue? Yes, the biggest sports venue. So think stadium-ish okay. kind of a thing. I'm, going, I'm thinking Packers. I'm going local, Blaine, sports arena. Oh. The biggest sports venue in the world, how they describe it, is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is oh, the sure. home of the Indy 500. Yeah. It has permanent seating for more than a quarter of a million people, 257,000. Oh. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, the infield can hold another 150,000 or so. You guys, NASCAR and all, you know, racing is huge. It's huge. Huge. The crowds, I, I, it blows my mind. I'm like, why are you all just sitting there watching a car go around in a circle? Circle <laughs> is something, yeah. So weird. How many laps, though? 500. Oh. We're going to do 500 of these wow. to determine who's the fastest. Damn. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, oh, let's talk about Jennifer Lopez. She's got a new documentary. It's called Halftime. In it, we find out how upset she was that she had to share the stage at the Super Bowl with Shakira. That is coming up next on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. Thanks for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We are joined by the one and only I am Grant. Grant, 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 Grant. Okay, anyway. Uh, guys, wow. there's a documentary that is uh, coming out. It's called Halftime. And I don't see when is it coming. It's on Netflix. I know that. 14th, I thought I might be wrong. That sounds about right. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll give you a heads Tuesday. up. Just That'd be check. Tuesday. I think that's right. Okay, so in it, um, Jennifer Lopez and and Shakira they put on a great halftime show at the at the Super Bowl. They really mm-hmm. did. But behind the scenes, things weren't all that smooth. It turns out J-Lo didn't want to share the spotlight. And you know what? I don't blame her. I really don't. I don't, it, I don't think it has anything to do with Shakira. But she thought it was the worst idea in the world. And, and why did she accept? Great question. You want to hear a little bit of the yeah, yeah, official trailer? Okay. Part of being a great performer is being aware of... Whoever's around me right there, you feel me. It's not just about if you're getting off with the step. It's about if we're getting off Mm. with the step. Yeah. I don't just go, this camera got me. (laughs) But I'm also saying that the camera got me. (laughs) Because I can do all of that at the same time. I lived in the public eye. 
And I really believe a lot of what they said. Diva. Serial bride. How do you feel about your butt? You did not just ask me that. I did. If I was Billy in front Bush. of Jennifer Lopez and she said, you can't sing, I'd go, neither can you. And I said to her once, doesn't this bother you? And she said, I expected this. Do you think you'll be nominated for an Oscar? I mean, I hope so. Kessler's first review is Jennifer Lopez's Oscar worthy. It was hard. I just had a very low self-esteem. I had to really figure out who I was and believe in that and not believe anything else. We are on the edge of being able to get this on the field. I can't do it if you guys keep just pressing us. I'm trying to give you something with substance. Hmm. So she, you know, she goes on to say, my whole life I've been battling to be heard. And so basically she thought it was the worst idea to have two of them. She said, this is something I've been working for and hoping for for years. And then, you know, to get the blow like, yeah, but we're going to put you with Shakira. Um, I believe there's a scene where Shakira even expresses her concern about them having enough time because the NFL only gave them 12 minutes. And her argument was, you know, if if it was going to be a double headliner, they should have given us 20 minutes. That's what they should have done because they wanted wanted to have their singing moments. They didn't want it just to be a dance review. Mm -hmm. They wanted their message to be out there. So typically, you know, you have one headliner at a Super Bowl. And she thought it was an insult, or he said, her her manager, Benny Medina, it was an insult to say you needed two Latinas to do the job that one artist historically has done. Well, there have I think there have been other halftime shows where there have been other people that have come out at some point. I think back there, you know, like the one where NSYNC was there with like Aerosmith was there, maybe Nelly was there, then Coldplay was there. They brought out uh, multiple different... Um, Bruno Mars, I think, came out. I mean, so there, yes and no, I understand the sentiment of what he is saying. You could also see that the other way, though, which is like, we don't just want one, we want two. It's not necessarily saying we don't think one is capable of carrying it. It's like, just so you know, it's not just this one. There, there are multiple superstars out there. I just take a little issue with nobody was forced to do anything. So if you thought it was the worst idea in the world, why not walk? Yeah. Or why not negotiate hardball? You can do that and say, I'll do it, but I'm only going to do it if it's me. I've always wanted to do the halftime show, but I'm not going to split this. It just feels, I don't know, like, is there like victim language in there of like, and then it was the worst thing. What were you at? They forced you to do it? Because everybody, you can walk, right? Yeah. Am I crazy in thinking that? What do you no, think, No, you can walk. I think I need to watch the documentary. to. to I'm uh, reacting, yes, to sound bites. To yeah. have an understanding of uh, better context of how everything played out. You know? Yeah, it, I bet it would be an interesting story. But if they want us to react to the uh, trailer that they've given us, there's some things that I need filled in to yeah. understand. I agree. I agree, Steve. That's why you're my best friend. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure. I don't know. I, By the way, how about mm-hmm. Billy Bush asking her how she feels about her butt? Your thoughts on that? Inappropriate. What? No. Yeah. When was that from? It would look based on the pictures and probably from like 1998, 99. Good for her, too, for just calling them out right there. Like, you're not really asking me that, are you? It's so disrespectful. 
Unless she brought it up. Based on a response, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like, would you ask a dude that? How do you feel about your wiener? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. let's be real. I might have at some point in time in my life after a couple of drinks, but you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. And we all respond the same way. Not great. <laughs> Not very good. I don't know if it's the mirrors in the house, the angle. I don't know what oh it is. Oh my God. We're lighting. adjusting some lighting in our The one time I could use a clown mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Where are the freak show mirrors now? They're only in the fitting room. You're walking Great. by and it's doing the S, you know, yeah, like, like the- in the fun house. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so yeah. listen, I, I love I, I love Jennifer Lopez movies. I've listened to tons of Jennifer Lopez music. I've watched her in World of Dance. Love her in that. I There's a lot that I really love about Jennifer Lopez. Um, I didn't see, I guess there was a documentary a few years ago about Jennifer Lopez. Mm. And I haven't seen it. But the person who saw it said, you know, I was struck by how insecure she seemed, mm-hmm. despite all of the accomplishments and the success. I mean, it, it's based on that person's review to me, it sounded like one of those case studies of if you ever thought fame or success more directly could fix what's broken inside of you, it can't. I saw very true, very true. Um, like money can't buy happiness. Hmm. She does say that she had low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a documentary on her a long time ago. I mean, this is when she was dating P. Diddy. Whoa. Yeah, and he surprised her and came to visit her. So that had to be, what do you think, 90s? Yeah, they were like, it was like around 2001-ish. I thought okay. it was like the Diddy J-Lo. Yeah, and I don't remember a lot about the documentary, so I don't even know why I brought it up. I digress. Um, Anyway, so at the premiere of her, I guess her movie at the Tribeca Film Festival, Mm -hmm. you got to get a load of what she was wearing. Oh, right. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. Steve, I put it under, you'll see it in a second. Yeah, I'm already, I just already Googled it. Yep. Um, I mean, she looks beautiful, of course. Uh huh. You know what? I don't. I don't hate it totally as much as I thought I would, based on hearing descriptions. Mm-mm. I'm not a fan, and I. Lo- mm-hmm. I think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world, and I don't think she needs to do this to show her beauty. That's kind of a weird thing to say. If she showed up in a completely black turtleneck, long sleeve dress, she would look stunning. Yeah. But, hey, you work that hard for that body. I get it. You want to show it off. That's true. What do you think, Steve? I think it, listen, you guys know me as a prude anyway. I don't care anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I I think it feels like it's just like a bit aggressive. Like you could dial that back Mm -hmm. a little bit. But, you know, that's J-Lo's fashion approach is very often. um, Yeah. Less is more, as in less clothing is more. (laughs) And, uh I don't, I don't know. It's feels like it is efforting, like efforting a little bit. It's like when I went to her concert and saw her. Yes, I was just going to ask you about that. You know. Gyrating. Having a relationship with a couch. And I just thought, (laughs) you know, J-Lo, you don't need, you don't need to 
You don't. Do. You don't need to work this hard. It's like you don't need to overly sexualize that moment in your concert, especially like where you got mixed company and you've got kids that are there who grow up like you and all that. I don't know. I just felt... So I say this, like I love so much about J-Lo and I also feel like there is a, you're working a little too hard. Like we get it. You're gorgeous and you don't have to grind on the couch again. I know I'm a prude. I'm boring. Don't invite me to your parties. I don't care. I'm just saying like the couch, it was like, just dial it back a little. We're really efforting here. Yeah. And what, what message are you sending to the young girls in your that you need to audience. sexualize yourself in order to be seen. And it feels kind of counterintuitive to a lot of what the movement has been trying to move toward against, you know, it's funny. There's sort of a fine line. I suppose it's worthy of a different debate at a different time. Uh, yes. At objectifying versus celebrating. There you go. That's going to be my question. And that's tough. And I don't have a g- good answer for it. All we individually do, and not just me with the microphone, but you in your car with your thoughts when you're scrolling on your phone, all of that is we sort of just, it's like quite subjective. Yeah. Is it overly sexualizing, objectifying, or is it celebrating and liberating? Well, right, exactly. Like, on the one hand, my thought is, I could wear whatever I want. Mm -hmm. The the fact that you have a problem with being a dude who's, like, licking his chops. Sure. That's your problem. I should be able to dress however I want. On the one hand... Okay, what about your other hand? My other hand, I'm with you. It's like that you don't need to sexualize to be heard or to be seen. You you can use your words. So what do you say to the people who are like, you know, for all the women all those years who have been restricted, like you're kind of saying, but now as, you know, it's more, I don't want to say acceptable, but for women in their older years to be more sexual, right? This is coming from a guy who works with Lori, okay? So... You know, is that a good thing then or a bad thing? I don't know the answer to that. Because it's subjective. Yeah. I just, I think it's cool that they have, that there's not a stigma where you have to be Susie Homemaker, buttoned up. That's why I I like that they have the ability to express themselves sexually however they want. But like you said, let's, uh, you know, know where we're at with it. Yeah, I guess, Hmm. I guess, okay, this is going to sound a little blaming the victim kind of situation. I swear I don't mean it that way. If you're putting your half-naked, almost completely naked butt out there, on the one hand, yeah, that's pretty gross that Billy Bush asked that question. But on the other hand, you put it out there for me to see it. Isn't that what, you know, I could see the argument. Like, isn't that what you're... Like, are you trying to get a reaction? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, oh, God, there's so many gray areas. Mm-hmm. A lot of gray areas. A lot of tentacles to the to that squid. Yes. Okay. All right. Were you just in that one out early? I just had in front it. of the okay. today. I did. I did it. I turned my mic down first when you were talking, and yeah. I said it. You said and it. I was and like, like, "That yeah, sounds." I'm go with that. Yeah, and I was like, "I sound like David Attenborough, kind of." This is good. <laughs> Bringing in nature to the conversation. Hey, let's take a break. How about this? Uh, when we come back, I was with one of my closest friends, uh, sports reporter Marty Gunner, yesterday, and she and I were hanging out having coffee. And it was funny. There was something happened with the coffee, and she said, "Oh, I can see a whole segment coming on it on your show tomorrow." Dare accepted. Why I think we need to bring straws back. Oh, here he yes! goes. Now he's killing whales. He's killing I whales. Know. I love a good straw. We'll get into it when we return. Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I have to say, I'm loving this weather. 
Me too. Love it. Well, I don't want anything it's to about change. About to go bye bye. No. Yeah. I had a little stroke there while I was doing the weather. If you guys heard that, I don't know, but <laughs> you survived. You he overcame survived. it. Here's yeah. what might Hashtag be causing warrior. some alarm. It's been so great. It's been. High 60s, low 70s. This is what Donna Valentine and I, one of the things that we agree on. The other is gummy candy. We love it. It's great. It's a shared <laughs> mind. It's also weather. We think that the summers here are largely garbage mm-hmm. because they get super hot and humid. So the fact that we've had these high 60s, low 70s, a nice breeze, oh, it's been really low something. Humidity. Oh, just oh. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's the um, up, let me tell you, Monday, 89. <laughs> Tuesday, nope. D-Bone, D- you're going to list it up. No. This keeps going up. 95. Oh. No likey. Then you get an 82 and 85 on Wednesday, Thursday. And then for next weekend... 91, nope. Friday, 95, Saturday, Saturday, 93 on the Sabbath. On Sabbath? Okay. You know what, though? Wouldn't you take that over 20 below? Nope. Well, you know, well, yes. Not really. Yes, but only because I have, AC. I have a green thumb. I'm in the yard all the time. I'm a man, man of the land. That's right. And that's oh, what it allows me to do. So I do prefer that when things are alive. and I Don't can... get Steve started because he's going to tell you how he wants to become a landowner. Well, everybody okay. should. There's only so much land. Yes, Grant, I love you, daughter. Eat it. <laughs> I've been having this conversation. There's only my whole so life. much land. That's because all those golf courses are taking up all the Donna. land. That's right. Donna. So that's that Grant's family business. <laughs> oh, here she goes. Now she's suddenly running for mayor. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm just kidding. I am looking for ground cover right now that does not attract bees or more specifically wasps. But for all the pollinator lovers out there, there's great. That's fun. But my kids, other yards can pollinate a little bit better. We have children who, when they see bees outside, they're like, okay, we don't want to play outside. There were bees out there because they've all been stung by wasps and they're not doing the deep dive with their you know, magnifying glass of, oh, it's just a honeybee. Great. We'll play near it. Point is, thank you We'll play near it. I know what we should do. Play near those honeybees. <laughs> so then when there are bees out there, it doesn't matter if it's a yellow jacket, a wasp, or a honeybee, they're like, oh, we're going back inside. And so I, we have to look for low profile for this one specific area, low profile, non-flowering, but also non-bee or wasp attracting. And guess what? The majority of plants, even those without, without, uh, what am I saying here? Without pistols, flowers, buds, they attract bees, Petals. like sedums, Angelina sedum. We looked at Angelina sedum, turns out there are no flowers on that thing, and it attracts a lot of bees and wasps because of like something sticky that goes onto the bark. There and and by the way, I'm not trying to grow cucumbers, so I'm not doing a cucumber. People like grow mint or cucumbers. I'm looking for a perennial that would just be nice looking and not attract bees, and not a ton. But I think we may have landed on blue fescue. They look like little pom poms, and they're of a bluish tone. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you, Steve. If you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy. 
Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I'm not here to compare and contrast, but how much time does Loj dedicate to yard talk, tree talk, hose talk? Oh, if I even get going for a second, you know that's kiboshed. <laughs> that's a lorry. Nope, we're moving on. Oh my gosh, yesterday their conversation about honey. Oh. oh my god. You think Steve and I were going at it the other day? What were we arguing over? I can't remember. Bickering, oh, not arguing. The that you didn't recognize my car. That you're going blind. Luckily. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm like, I don't really care what you drive, so that's why I didn't notice. Anyway, Rude. so <laughs> Those two were going at it over uh, Julia calling people honey, sweetie. calling you sweetie, and I guess that's disrespectful, Grant. Uh, according to Lori, she's not a fan of any pet names for anybody. But she calls her husband lover. Yes, that was the whole point. <laughs> I mean, it was... Wait a, a second. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the mailbag needs to be open immediately. No! It needs to be open immediately. I don't want to. Open it now, right. Donna. You Mail know I don't have the buttons. I kid you not. I just went in. Don't read it, Donna. I know it. Look at me while I read this to you. I need you to absorb this <laughs> I entirely. I need camera open. Okay. I fine. need Go all here. of you. Oh, I need here. all of you. Okay. okay. Here I am. I just opened this email. Randomly checked it is right it at the conclusion trees? of our conversation, and I will read it. The, well, the subject line is Steve Steve's trees. trees. I saw it already. <laughs> and I, Donna, how could you not alert me to this? Let me read this, please. <laughs> Last night at my son's soccer game, Aaron writes, the two parents next to me had a long discussion about planting trees and their ability to grow quickly, need for water, and all the other boring crap Steve talks about. <laughs> I had to look and make sure it wasn't Steve because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe there were actually two other people in the world as excited about trees as he is. Wait for it. Then I heard one of them mention Steve Patterson and how much they've learned from his tree talk segment. Oh, dear Suck God. it. Everyone! Oh. Hang on. Thank you. She goes on. I could almost hear Donna cringing at the idea of Tree Talk being an actual agreed-upon, quote-unquote, segment of the show. <laughs> the other parent was not a listener, but, and for any bosses who are listening right now, said they may tune in. <laughs> okay. Guessing he will be disappointed to discover it's not a show completely about trees, despite Steve's best <laughs> efforts. But let me just say, if that person is, in fact, listening, and a gentleman at that, I welcome you, good sir. You can always email me directly, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. It'll go to Donna, too, which will piss her off. But more importantly, it'll get to me, and I will instruct you in the, uh, the way of the earth. I didn't even want to tell you. I think it was last Friday. I was out with the dog and ran into my neighbor, Rob, who had taken some trees down and planted some new trees. And I'm like, I looked at my other neighbor, Sarah, who happened to be there, and I go, I can't escape it. Because she's a listener. I go, I can't get away from tree talk. And every time he would say something, she and I would look at each other and start laughing and go, he has no idea. He has yeah. no idea how bad he's poking the bear right now. It's a movement. Oh, it's not a movement. Oh, we're out of time? Yes. You didn't even get to anything. Listen, two people at the uh, M&M's uh, plant fell into a vat of chocolate and had to be rescued. rescued. Are they okay? I don't know. It sounds like it. They I'll are. have to get um, back to you on that. When we come back... My petition to bring straws back. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll do I'll that. Listen to that. We got a dirt alert, little music news, all that, and probably some tree stuff too. That coming up when we return. <laughs> Donna and Steve on no my tree. Talk.